therapy, one of the first things in like the, the first few sessions was um, about resources, how to resource myself. And what that means is like the things that just make you feel good, but like aren't procrastinating. Like it's like a, so you're doing this thing, it's getting tough. What do you need to do to reset? Do you need to go read a book? Do you need to go for a walk? Do you need to listen to your favorite song and dance? it's those types of things those are my resources and in tough times like it's a lot of those moments where things get hard and you need to release or you know um, de-tense i guess um and yeah so even so like tough times or whatever are sort of the same it's just like hard work you know is just sort of different emotions but the same resources can help i think so i said i think i said one of them was cooking a meal because i'm trying to get into cooking more because i do like it i just don't do it a lot and it i'm I'm pretty good at it honestly (laughs) so i'm a bit of a master chef myself uh, (laughs) chef myself i know Um, similar uh thing with like i'll identify these things that are uh food for the soul if you will and it um and oftentimes what i'm not good at is actually using them for example one of these things is uh playing guitar and i i find that i don't do it as much as i would like you know yeah it ends up taking like a back seat to um, one of my reasons Playing the piano. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, I also like. I feel like when I'm stressed, I should go and do something like that. But instead, when I'm stressed, I just sit there and <laughs> and just go. Ah, ah. Yeah. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. Today's episode is a face-to-face. So first of all, my name is Ashanti Branch. I'm really glad you've joined us. Uh, I'm super excited that you get another face-to-face after our 100 episodes. Our first uh, face-to-face in 100 episodes, uh, or or since we hit episode 100. Uh, One of the things I'm really excited about in this episode is that uh, you're going to hear from Mohandas again, uh, and you're going to hear from one of his friends, Julian. And in this conversation, they play the EFC, the adventure game. And if you know about the game, the game is about building connection and you're going to hear them have some deep conversation around learning about each other. And so I encourage you that maybe you answer those questions for yourself while you hear them playing. You know, we created the game to, for teams and people and friends and teachers to build connection with the people they work with, with their colleagues, with their friends, with their students. And we know that it's also important for people who you know to maybe get to know a little bit better. Uh, one of the things I'm excited in this next um, season, I would say season of our work, we're in the fall right now, school is coming back in session, and we have a big event coming up in November. Um, Ever Forward Club, you know, the nonprofit organization, we are uh, growing this million mask movement, and on 11-11-22, November 11th of 2022, we will be relaunching the million mask movement. Now, if you listen to this episode, you know that in these conversations, myself and the guests or 
If it's a face-to-face, those participants make a mask and they share them. And one of the things that we've been doing is when the masks get made, uh, they add up to this collection of masks that we're making with people around the world. We set a goal for ourselves to collect a million masks from around the world. I'm not sure uh, if you've made a mask yet, but I invite you to do that. You can do that at millionmask.org. It's anonymous. But one of the things that's going to happen in November is we're relaunching. And one of the ways that we're going to be relaunching between now and November is we're inviting 100 schools. They're going to get a free training. They're going to get some resources to do the Million Mask Movement with their students. We're looking for 100 schools that have a population of 1,000 or more. Now, any school is welcome to join, but our target are schools that are a thousand or more. Here's what I have seen here in the Bay Area where I live, and here's what I hear from schools around the country because our young people are in need. And oftentimes our schools are operating on reactionary mode, meaning something happens and then they go in to try and figure out what's going on, as opposed to starting as a proactive approach to seeing what kids are dealing with and caring. And we believe the Million Mask Movement is that tool. I mean, there's not the only tool, but it is a tool that in real time, like really right away, as much as your students have built safety and comfort in this anonymous tool, you can find out what your students are going through. And then it allows schools, teachers, coaches, uh, families, companies, a way to say, maybe we should have some conversations about these topics that our employees, our students, our community, our players, whoever is utilizing the tool to understand. And so that's what we're doing. The hundred teacher challenge, not teacher, the 100 school challenge is kicking off today. Like this, ep- whenever, you, whenever you hear this episode, the, it will be kicking off right now. And will be a video that we'll be putting out on social media. So if you know any teachers, educators, community, companies, um, they have a population of a thousand or more. Now, obviously there's so many, there's not a whole, there's not so many companies with a thousand or more employees, but any company and team can participate. But we're asking in, in our in our focus target market is those hundred schools and anyone else who joins. We are glad to have you. We are inviting you also. Um, but as we march towards this 11-11 date, uh, we're looking for those schools in particular. So stay tuned because after 11-11, that resource will no longer be free. It will only be free up until 11-11-22. And then after that, that is when we kick off our Train the Trainer program. And so there's more to come. I, I don't want to fill this intro with a whole lot of data and numbers and whatever. But here's what you got to remember. If you know any teachers, educators, coaches, companies, send them our way. If you know uh, anybody in the Bay Area, tell them to save the date for 11-11-22. It's a pretty cool number, right? But when you watch, write it out and see what it looks like. And I invite that as you enjoy today's episode, if you have not yet made a mask, that you will be one of the next in the series of masks that get made. If you haven't yet uh, shared this with somebody, if you haven't let, made a comment or uh, given this podcast a rating, I'm going to invite you to do that. And I just want to appreciate you for everything you've done. We are excited about the next season and the season of growth in this organization as well. And so thank you so much. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Uh, Thank you for being a part of this movement with us and take care, folks. All right. Well, finally, let's get started. This is the Take Me Off the Mask podcast. I'm Mahandas Dewewa, your Lord. Today we have Julian Allen here. Okay. 
So essentially mm -hmm. what we're going to be doing is we have this uh, adventure card game here, you know, mm -hmm. um, and basically we're going to be answering questions from it. The game is designed to help people to uh, forage deeper connections. Okay. So let's, uh, let's, well, you know what? Before we start, why don't we just uh, ask you how's your how's your week going? You know. Oh, great! I'm uh, in, a, in I'm in LA with my girlfriend for her birthday, and I've been having a wonderful time. We have, and yeah. uh, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. LA is great. We went there this summer. It was plenty oh, yeah? of fun. All right. Well, let's get this thing kicking. Some of the questions are harder than others. We'll mm -hmm. start with this one. Okay. Name something, uh, name something you could do to improve your life and what's stopping you. Would you mm -hmm. start or shall I? You start. All right. Something I could do to uh, improve my life. Well, I mean, something I'm trying to do right now is read more, trying to absorb a little more knowledge. And um, mm. while I'm doing better than I used to, I, I tend to like be busy with other things, which makes it hard for me to focus on that. Yeah. Yeah, I've been getting back into reading for pleasure uh, again. Like I've just been, been so occupied with textbooks and stuff. <laughs> And and also, um, like it's been difficult just to read. I don't know. It's hard to describe. Like my brain has gotten less used to it or something. And then I've started reading books again. My brain forgot how to like, read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, like I, I found myself reading like a page like per half an hour. It's like crazy slow. And it's yeah. like I'm like I so much faster when i was like nine <laughs> yeah right i definitely have struggled with uh reading speed i at some point kind of had enough so i looked up uh how to speed read <laughs> and i did actually like double my reading speed it was kind of cool there were certain things huh. like i know one of the big lessons i learned that is that when we read most of us can only read as fast as we can talk because we're mostly because we were trained to um read out loud when we were starting so um, our immediate inclination is to kind of mouth the words while we're reading be like yeah know, which means we can only read about 230 words per minute but if you just like press your tongue to the top of your mouth and make sure you're not mouthing it and it's all in your head then you can already like um at least you absorb one word and just yeah you can you can read a lot faster with just that Mm -hmm. All righty, let's. Craig, what's something? I didn't answer my. I didn't actually answer it myself. Oh yeah. So, something I could do to improve my life and what is stopping me. <clears throat> let's see. Um. I don't know that the things I'm doing to improve my life are sort of just a, it's like process and it's taking place now and nothing's really stopping me. It's just 
it just time, I guess. Yeah. It's not just do press a button and then. Yeah, just a matter of putting in the hours. Yeah. All right, here. Things are like like time management and like different yeah. priorities for different mm-hmm. schoolwork, stuff like that. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Pulling the next card. Uh, here's a here's a good one. What is a difficult story that you carry with you every day? Um, it's quite a, like a, an event in my life. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it's however you want to interpret it, but it. But that I think that's the way they meant it. <laughs> I just feel like I'm sort of in the dark here. Um, let's see, difficult story I carry every day of my life. Yeah, I don't know if I have one. Yeah, the, well, that's, that's <laughs> no, I don't, I don't I, have an answer. I know for me, something um, I carry around is now, this isn't really something that happened to me, but this card reminded me of, um, I've heard people say that like identity is the story you tell yourself about yourself and uh. kind of reminded me of that, uh, of that topic, which was reminding me that something that I've told myself, um, a lot out of like, I don't know how to describe it, but something I've told myself a lot is that I'm kind of stuck where I am. Cause I'll, I'll like set these goals and stuff and then, be working on it but not making any progress and Uh uh, and that reminded me of that yes bam yeah that that makes sense as an answer to that i think Mm -hmm. so here we go we've got what can you start right now in your life to become a better person oh enough hmm well, something I sort of did start recently, I started going to therapy it's like, like a month or two ago, or no, I think it's almost three months now. And something I've started to make myself a better person in the future, I'm learning a lot of things about myself. Mm-hmm. Other people as well, a bit, yeah. but most, and we talked about the future in, in my session. Like, not exactly like like a five-year plan but like what's you in a week what's changed and then what about a month or a year and yeah so looking looking forward and yeah that's i don't great. have for like what i could start doing but that's that's what comes to mind when i hear that mm-hmm. yeah that's great i think it's a really useful process to purposefully take time to learn more about yourself I know yeah. that's been a big uh, a big thing for me in the past like year I'd say is a lot of kind of trying to figure out like what I'm about you know to the point that I go a little too far with it and cause myself anxiety because I start trying to figure out like um, everything I'm going to do with my life which is yeah. an impossible task <laughs> and then and I sit, I'll sit down like lying in bed trying to figure out everything and mm. obviously yeah. I don't succeed and quite the about it <laughs> that, that 
a rough one. <laughs> um, and I guess for me, something I could start doing to become a better person. I think I, uh, so there's some things I've learned, um, some like skills and just mindsets and stuff that I've learned that I, that have kind of benefited me, um, that, and like these mental traps we fall into. And sometimes I'll look at like classmates and stuff and they'll be doing these things that I, um, you know, taught myself to stop doing things like, uh, Things like over over complaining about really small things is something I kind of, uh, you know, tried to stop doing. And then mm -hmm. um, since I've improved on that, it sometimes starts to bother me seeing other people do these things. And then I start to get like a negative worldview, which mm -hmm. is a terrible thing. So I think having a more positive view of people, um, restored faith in humanity, <laughs> something for me. Okay, let's uh, let's rip out another card. Okay, a characteristic of myself that I don't talk about very much. Hmm. Wow. Characteristic of myself. Hmm. I guess I don't really talk about my characteristics at all. They're just all very obvious. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think because um, like, I I just don't I just don't need. To talk about them except for like with my therapist or like if we're actually the topic of conversation is like me as a person and then i i, I don't i don't i don't i don't hide anything about myself That's not on purpose Every, everything that i know about myself i will let other people know mm -hmm. that's a and, great thing uh many <laughs> many uh many fellows are much too scared to do such a thing i I find I'm I'm pretty close to that point too. However, there are certain things I tend to um, that are like internal thoughts that like why would I share it? Like it has no relevance to conversation. For example, yeah, uh, yeah. like what I was just talking about with me trying to solve all problems in the course of five minutes. That's something <laughs> that there there's rarely a reason to mention. You know? mm -hmm. But um, but it's a characteristic of yourself, or just you know. I mean, it's kind of a characteristic, you know, like it's a something you think on a regular basis. I would say um, turns into a characteristic of yourself in some way. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. You're bada bing, bada boom. Describe a time when you felt like you were in a battle with a friend. Ooh. Hmm. I've had friends feel like they were in a battle with me, but like I didn't. <laughs> Why don't you tell so, about one of those times? Well, I'm not sure how many details I should give. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> gotta, yeah, I gotta, gotta figure out how to 
Uh, yeah, how to, a, uh, you know, things. <laughs> anonymous mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, I know there is, I know there's been times when I, I never, yeah, ever, I never find myself getting in like battles with friends, but sometimes there'll be, um, like I'm never trying to, to say hurt a friend, you know, like it's never, it's never about that. But, um, once in a while there'll be like something a friend's doing that just annoys me. Like, mm -hmm. like sometimes a friend will do something, something childish or something like that on a consistent basis. Yeah. Um, and it starts to, starts to get to you. And then I'll, I'll try and like, give them advice on it but it it's, it doesn't always get taken as advice more as a criticism yeah, yeah more yeah. as an attack yeah i understand that i don't i don't know if that's ever i've ever done that had that happen to me yeah. the thing i was thinking, uh, man it's, it's hard to describe because like i didn't have a really a big problem the person was going through some things sort of like lashing out a bit and and culminated him like sort of cutting me off as a friend and just like kicking me out of his group when I, I hadn't really done anything wrong and he perceived as just really annoying him even though it was very not about him at all <laughs> and if he had not you know gotten angry we would still be friends and i'm hoping we can be friends again because it's been about half a year now and he sort of cooled down and worked on himself a little bit mm -hmm. but I, I i still haven't spoken to him since then but just just i know through super other people that we both know for sure yeah so i guess he was sort of it wasn't really a, a battle it was just sort of like a just uh <laughs> i'm trying to think of another <laughs> aspect of war <laughs> a word you could use but i can't think of one i was thinking like siege no that's that's even that's even longer lasting than a battle raid. Uh, <laughs> a raid a it was uh an airstrike <laughs> i don't know it was an uh, airstrike of a conversation yeah so um he was also really to my other friend and it was like oh he's being to a total asshole right now like I, I i after after the way he cut us off that made me angry at him mm -hmm. like nothing before that yeah really. like the the way they reacted to something yeah i was I, like hey that's so not okay a character flaw yes absolutely some some flaws going on there. Yeah. Right. Coming to I suppose. Yeah. What okay. is uh, something you need to stop doing? Stop. <laughs> stop it. Uh, procrastinating, I guess. Yeah. I just have, like, if the urge, like, I'm doing some sort of homework thing, the urge to go do something else, watch a YouTube video, whatever. Just, I, I'm, I'm getting better at you know, stopping that urge, that sort of other procrastinating self versus, you know, like my wise self that wants to keep working and 
at an, like an even pace and just get everything done at the other self that just wants to take the sort of like instant gratification way out to you know get the pleasure of doing whatever the other thing is and i'm sort of winning that self away <laughs> um yeah definitely that's an yeah, interesting that's, um idea and I, um, it, it's an interesting sort of thought of the um there being sort of two of you in your head like how mm -hmm. some people describe it as uh, the monkey mind versus <laughs> the conscious mind like i remember um i watched a ted talk where this guy was talking about being a master procrastinator and i he, have seen but i haven't watched it <laughs> yeah and anyway he, he he like drew up this thing where it was like him inside his head holding the steering wheel and then there was awesome. like a monkey tugging his hair and it, <laughs> and it was a and it, it was kind of a good analogy because i definitely will um i definitely kind of think like that i'll be sitting there and you know youtube gets opened and before i know it, it's been an hour and i'm like hey stop stop <laughs> back on track definitely something to uh to notice and that is something for me too is uh for me it's specifically like this i ha i'll get out of this habit and then fall back in it on accident and it's really just like over phone use you know things like mm -hmm. like uh youtube or instagram and yeah. uh and i'll if i'm not yeah, sure. One thing I've done, at least on my phone, to help with that is I can pause apps, certain apps, and then if I click on them, it says, "Do you want to unpause this app?" And I just say, "No." I was, I'm like, and then that, that sort of jolt, that like wall that that's put up, as like makes me realize, stop and realize, like, oh, I was about to start scrolling for thirty minutes or whatever. And I'm like, uh -huh. oh, and instead I spent about twenty seconds doing that and stopping versus actually not getting stopped like it just at it, it provides a little sort of like mental like you know flick <laughs> in this the, the procrastinating process it sort of like just knocks it off course and it's been pretty helpful most definitely i probably have like a reflex of it's not a reflex but like a like a, like a non-thinking action of like where where the app is on my phone, I'm like doop doop, <laughs> and it just stops me from doing that. So yeah, yeah, the, um, disrupting of patterns. Yes, exactly. Uh, all right, here we go. This is a this is a five, which uh, is the the hardest ones. So let's see. Okay. What is something that you've kept a secret from your parents? Oh yikes. Um. Hmm. Interesting. There's nothing. <laughs> I don't have secrets. I don't. Uh, uh, something my one of my friends said about me one time was that Julian doesn't have secrets. He just has things he ain't said yet. I've <laughs> 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 either forgotten or they're just not important. Yeah. Um, that vouch for that. You are a pretty. Uh... You are a pretty straightforward person. Very straightforward, yeah. <laughs> Those you, you tend to tend to say what's on your mind. Yeah. yeah. For me, I know something in the past. It it was shared 
I, I shared it at some point, like way after the fact, but mm -hmm. there was someone I was dating in ninth grade. Um, and I just like, didn't want to, it wasn't even really the parents that I was as a, or, well, I just didn't like let my family know. Cause I just didn't want to be asked questions. Mm -hmm. I, I knew, especially my siblings would start asking some unwanted questions. <laughs> but uh yeah bam let's see here not that hard when you don't actually have anything <laughs> yeah. yeah not not too bad if you're if you're honest um yeah okay let's see here how do you get through tough times in your life julian how do i get through tough times well the thing I thought to talk about in therapy, one of the first things in like the, the first few sessions was um, about resources, how to resource myself. And what that means is like the things that just make you feel good, but like aren't procrastinating. Like it's like a, so you're doing this thing, it's getting tough. What do you need to do to reset? Do you need to go read a book? Do you need to go for a walk? Do you need to listen to your favorite song and dance? it's those types of things those are my resources yeah. and in tough times like it's a lot of those moments where things get hard and you need to release or you know um, de-tense i guess um and yeah so even so like tough times or whatever are sort of the same it's just like hard work you know is just sort of different emotions but the same resources can help i think so i said i think i said one of them was cooking a meal because i'm trying to get into cooking more because i do like it i just don't do it a lot and it i'm, I'm pretty good at it honestly hey, <laughs> so hey, i'm gonna up. be a master chef myself but, uh, <laughs> chef yeah. myself. i know I um, similar uh thing with like I'll identify these things that are uh, food for the soul if you will and it um exactly. then oftentimes what I'm not good at is actually using them for yeah, example one of these things is uh playing sure. guitar and I I find that I don't do it as much as I would like you know I'll, it, yeah it ends up taking yeah. like a back seat to um, one of my reasons Playing the piano. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It'll I I I also like I feel like when I'm stressed I should go and do something like that. But instead when I'm stressed, I just sit there and <laughs> and just go. Ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah, so that's something I'm improving on. Let's see here. Okay. Tell us about a time when you realized you were becoming an adult. <laughs> That's an interesting one. There, I think there was a moment. I think. There's, there's got to be something there. What about when you grew that bushy mustache? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, was just, it just came in so slowly that like it didn't really ever surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, well, I guess... Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. My facial hair doesn't really make me feel like an adult. It makes me feel hairy. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. Even though uh, I could start what? there, I know for uh, I know I for guess, me. I guess or what when that? I started on my own, like on public transportation, I guess I'm like, oh yeah, getting around. Yeah, that's that's definitely a big one. Is uh, being when I oh move yourself. I'm an art mentor with this um this this program. So like I've been like a student this whole time, and now I'm in a more of a teaching position, and that makes me feel like I'm growing up. I'm becoming an adult. And yeah. Also, another thing, very obviously, it's my it's my girlfriend's 18th birthday, and that I'm like I'm. My my partner is an adult. <laughs> By law, that makes me feel like oh, I'm gonna be soon as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. I think it's crazy that um, in about six months I'll be turning eighteen. Like that's a that's a big age. It's a it's like the one of the the first actual milestones of of age. Mm-hmm. Well, there's 10 double digits. <laughs> yeah, like 10, 13, 16, 18, 21, mm -hmm. something like that. But yeah. Wait, what, what was that question? How many more are we going to answer? Uh, we'll go, we'll go like uh, two, One three two. more, something like that. All right. This has been nice. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's yeah. a nice little little break from from the day, just a little yeah. conversation. So, share a project that you've recently started. Oh, okay. I um, got this type of thing, artsy man. Yes. Um. Well. Well, we just um in that program. It's called Artivate. Mm -hmm. So. The, the account is uh, at Project Artivism. Let's to look it up. I'm not sure who's going to hear this. Is this going on the podcast? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, we hope so. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. Um, and so we interviewed two artists. Uh, one man named... Um, oh, my gosh. I almost said his name wrong. Let's see. Uh, it's, it's confusing because there are two people in one day and their names rhyme. <laughs> uh, no, Norman Fawn and Arthur Don't. Oh, oh, okay, I got to look. It should be. Yes. Arthur Dong and Norman Fawn. Uh, Arthur Dong. Oh my god, who's who? They're <laughs> together too well. I know. So we're doing sort of a, a thing based in Chinatown currently. The program, the, um, uh, oh yeah, the title of the semester is called Dancing on the Roof, which was a, like a catalog of different Chinese performer, Chinese like um, bands in Chinatown from like the, I wanna say 30s to the 70s or 80s, something like that. And, um, we're sort of interviewing people of that time and of that area and that culture and making art about them. 
So we interviewed uh, Arthur Dunn, who is a filmmaker, poet, uh, photographer, sculptor, guy, very, very cool man. Um, and, and then also interviewed Reverend Norman Fong, who is in the band Jess Jammin, and he's an activist, well, up, uh, Arthur Dunn in general and with his films. Some are actually in the Criterion collection, if anyone knows what that is. It's very prestigious, I would say. Collection of films. Um or catalog of this collection is in the name. <laughs> uh, so I said uh, Norman Fogg, he is an activist and musician and also a very cool, charismatic guy. I, we we got to talk to him uh just last Sunday. Um and yeah and that's the project we're working on so we interviewed them i'm i'm meant to be like thinking of like brain sort of brainstorming what sort of like designs to make we're going to make screen prints uh and perhaps t-shirts with those screen prints and yeah that, that one just begun has begun has just begun <laughs> And another one uh, started a few weeks ago uh, with the Exploratorium. Uh, we're designing t-shirts for, for their volunteers to wear for a certain event coming up in April. Or maybe it's in May and then and we actually make the t-shirts in April. Uh, and also working on that, which is pretty fun. I, I love the Exploratorium. We've been there together, haven't we? Yeah, that's a... That's like my favorite mm -hmm. museum. It's so hands-on. Yes. I haven't been there since, since like a while before the pandemic. And yeah. I go there, but I didn't get to go inside because the vaccine mandate. Um, but I did get led around <laughs> with someone holding the phone around, um, holding the, uh, like, I didn't call me. Um, and uh, it was, I've never had a, tour guide taking me around the exploratorium and it was yeah. really cool i learned things i didn't know at all from just going in there I've freely had that either that's a yeah there was a lot of cool information and it seems like it hasn't actually changed that much yeah which means to be similar <laughs> I, huh? I said it tends to be similar exhibits which i don't have too much of a problem with because i like the exhibits but uh but yeah, that's a that's a good one. I like the name of that um that project, dancing off dancing on the roof. Dancing on the roof. That's a dancing roof. Yeah, we're we're um based at the Chinese Historical Society of America. Uh, currently, we're not we're not always there, but actually, one of the people involved with the program is now like, I want to say executive director creative director curator i'm not sure what his title is but he's a it's a head honch around there and he he wasn't always having pretty recently it's cool knowing someone official like that <laughs> um anyway yeah that's the project uh <laughs> took a little while to answer that one so right. you can go now let's let's go with uh one more all right or one oh, wait, what's your that? what What's your project working on? Oh, yeah. oh, right. I didn't answer. You're right. My my project. I mean, it could be this podcast. Um, I'm helping out Ashanti Branch with 
with this. It's um, it's probably the primary out of out primary project and work not outside of school. Mm -hmm. um, I know in school we're creating aquaponics these things with like water and and fish are in the water and then there's plants on top. So like uh, the nitrogen from the fish waste kind of goes and fuels the plants. I like stuff like uh -huh, little... go in the exploratory <laughs> perhaps. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well let's uh let's go with this. All right, hold on, where to go? I seem to have oh there it is. Okay. What are you most afraid of, Julian? Tell me your deepest fear. <laughs> well. I don't like getting lost. <laughs> I just like, like innocent, you know, <laughs> getting lost is scary. Um, people forgetting me or like looking over me. Um, oh, hello. Um, let's see. Hmm. Being, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really have any like philosophical fears. It's like, I don't really have like, don't want to get lost. I just get, I just get scared. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any phobias or anything like that. Um, but nice. Those are all certainly understandable. There's a there's a kind of a funny one. I used to be like I used to like have a, like a visceral reaction to like the presence of fleas, Ooh. just like the yeah that the, is a I kind of <laughs> remember that <laughs> yeah yeah I used to be afraid of photographs of them as well. Um, I mean actually I still am just not as like I won't I probably won't run away. No wait yes I will. Never mind. No it's I still have it. <laughs> I talk about it in the best sense. I totally still have. Um, just fleas. Those are yes. those are one yeah. like the uh I know I was in a hotel room one time that had a flea infestation and uh and that that was rough. I I was there. I I was like getting dressed or something and then they started jumping on my leg out of the rug and uh, that <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> That was not. That was not cool. I like ran into the shower. Oh, I'm shower. getting itchy thinking about it already. Literally, I'm scratching my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> said, ah. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that was that was terrible. For me, mm. probably the uh, the biggest fear is um. Well, I've got two. One is um. One is the fear of like big regrets. Like I don't mm. want to, uh, not really regrets of things I did, but regrets of things I didn't do. You know, I, don't yeah. want to be, yeah. I don't want to be 80 and looking back and having done absolutely nothing with my life. Um, yeah. That would be like the ultimate pain, especially mm. if it's like at a really old age where it's like too late to do very much. Um, so yeah, I'm afraid of regrets like that. And then so a fear that I'm like overcoming uh, like at this moment is fear of uh, sort of uncertainty. 
I mm-hmm. find I in I'm sort of like a control freak, not really trying to control other people necessarily, but a control freak of uh of my life. Mm-hmm. Yes. You could say it's a God complex. <laughs> but yeah, I, I dislike uncertainty, but I'm yeah. in peace with it. So yep, that's uh that's pretty much it. That All right. just about wraps it up. Thank you for joining. Much appreciated. Are you uh, are you still in LA or are you back? Uh, no, I am in LA. I said heading home in my text, but that meant the Airbnb where we're staying. Yeah. We're gonna be leaving Monday, so we're actually in Topanga right now, not LA, but yeah, you know. So <laughs> uh, have fun. Sounds like a good time. Oh, and I am, and I have. So, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Well, farewell. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Mahanas, for having me. Bye bye. The Taking Off the Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Graphics are by Kelly Wong, and a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Choque Allen Alvarez. We'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we cross the 100th episode milestone and begin the work to the next 100. We hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off the Mask family, and we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe, write a five-star review, and share as we look forward to continuing to have conversations that matter. Stay tuned for the relaunch of the Million Mask Movement on 11-11-22. That's November 11th of 2022. There's a math problem in there. You can find out more by visiting everforwardclub.org and following us on social media. Take care, and we'll see you soon.